Today, in order to do any transaction online, you must have money with a bank account. And then the bank account can do whatever they want with that money. So they loan it out. The bank may end up doing things like bad loans, aka 2008 crisis. And if the government isn't there to bail you out, then if the bank goes under for doing bad loans, your money can be lost. So Bitcoin is the alternative to this system. Bitcoin allows you to hold your money on your own for the first time digitally. You can spend money digitally. So it is the the most scalable way for you to store your wealth without handing your money over to someone else. So that's what's incredibly valuable about it. Welcome to the Payroll Podcast with your host, Nick Day. Find out what it takes to truly discover what it takes to elevate your career within payroll as we meet with the industry leaders who are shaping the industry for tomorrow. Hello and welcome back to the Payroll Podcast. My name is Nick Gay, CEO at JGA Recruitment Group, specialist payroll recruiters. Now, whether you're listening to this podcast for the 50th time or the first time, it doesn't matter. I want to take this opportunity to thank you all for joining me today and what I think will be a really exciting and interesting deep dive into the future of global payroll. That's what we're all talking about. This is brand new and I'm really excited. Before we tell you what that is, if you, of course, enjoy the show, please remember to subscribe to it. If you have a spare moment, share it with all your friends, write us a review. Let's make this podcast number one across the globe. Let's raise the profile of payroll. And that would be amazing for the whole community. But on to today's guest. Today, I am joined by co-founder and CEO of Bitwage. Jonathan Chester. Now, Bitwage is a top seven blockchain company in the US. It ranks top 21 in the world, and it offers solutions for workers to receive wages in a variety of currencies, including Bitcoin. Something we're going to find out a little bit more about later in this episode. I know already a lot of you have just gone, I don't know what that is. I don't even know what cryptocurrency is. Where do we even get started? That's why Jonathan is with us today. Now, Jonathan writes for Forbes and all things Bitcoin and blockchain related. He writes for the entrepreneurship section, and since joining the blockchain ecosystem in 2013, he's consulted members of the European Parliament, Dutch banks, regulators, as well as the Californian Senate regarding regulation of the blockchain industry. So it's an amazing privilege for me to have someone with Jonathan's expertise to join us all the way from sunny California for today's show. So Jonathan, how are you feeling today? How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling good, feeling feeling excited to be here. Psyched to have you here. This is the first time we're going to be talking about this in any real detail. So before we jump straight into the payroll element, tell us a little bit about your background to date. What led you to combine the world of Bitcoin with the really exciting world of payroll? Fill us in. Yeah, sure. So so before I got into Bitwage, I was working at Oracle. When I was at Oracle, it was a little bit of a, a boring position, you might say. Um, and so what I was doing to, to make life more lively is I was looking at new technologies that were up and coming in the world. And as part of that process, I would, I would watch TED Talks. And one TED Talk that I watched was about the future of money. And in that episode, they were talking about Bitcoin. And I, I very fast became fascinated by various elements, such as uh, efficiencies in transactions, especially in international components, financial sovereignty, banking the unbanked, and, and, and these sort of elements. I decided to go down the, the rabbit hole for about one or two months, learning everything I could. And I came out this obsessed Bitcoin guy. 
you know, this is this is 2013, so there weren't a lot of us out there. So I'd be yeah. going, you know, telling people, oh, you got to buy Bitcoin, you got to buy Bitcoin. And basically, one of my colleagues connected me with another crazy Bitcoin guy. And we got together and we were like, okay, this technology is going to be the future. It's going to be, you know, a very important part of, of finance and monetary systems. How can we leverage this? And we, and we looked at what existed in the, the world of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. There were wallets for people to store their money, exchanges for people to get in and out. There, were also, there was also merchant processing, so ways for people to actually spend their Bitcoin on things like computers and vacations and yeah. you know, uh, flights and whatnot. But no one was doing anything with, with business payments or with payroll. And we thought, okay, this is really going to take on a life of its own. Business payments and payroll are going to need to be an important part of this. So we said, okay, let's be the first people to address this. So we quit our jobs in 2014, and a month later, we launched Bitwage. Uh, which was the first Bitcoin payroll product on the market. Amazing. The thing is, we were way ahead of our time. In 2014, people still thought that Bitcoin and cryptocurrency was for, you know, hackers and drug lords and all these sort of things. There wasn't, the, the perception was way different than what it is now. And so companies were not quite ready to, to offer this solution. But what happened was there were lots of people who wanted to receive their wages in Bitcoin. So we created a B2C product and we got all these people who wanted to receive their wages in Bitcoin to come up to the platform. Slowly but surely, what we saw was maybe in the US, people would get $500, $1,000, $2,000 per paycheck or per month. But internationally, people were getting their entire wages, 100% of their wages in, in Bitcoin. And we realized that people were doing this because there were speed and cost advantages of getting paid through this system than through traditional wires. And we were enabling this to them. So at that time, we built out uh, all of these uh, systems so that we could facilitate international payroll, typically to actually freelancers and gig workers, where they could choose what percentage they want between their local currencies and, and Bitcoin cryptocurrency. And we would use Bitcoin to actually move the money across countries, but then deposit local currency into someone's bank account. So that was, that was quite popular. Fast forward to today, or rather 2020, COVID's happening. And there's two crazy things outside of COVID itself that are happening. One is you have the cryptocurrency market heating up spectacularly. Bitcoin yeah. moves basically from like $6,000 to $60,000, right? Then you also have the increase of remote work. And what we saw at Bitwage was a huge explosion of growth. We've done about $100 million in, in payroll transactions. We've had about 2,000 registered companies and 50,000 registered recipients on our platform. Wow. And what we're seeing today on both sides, on the, the cross-border and the benefits, a resurgence of, of interest on the cross-border, because now that there's more remote work, more people are hiring internationally, they're hiring freelancers internationally, and so they need more solutions to help make that a simple process to pay their, their freelancers and gig workers. But also on the domestic side, what we're seeing is because benefits uh, around the office space are going away, right? You know, things like uh, bring your dog to work day sure. or having free meals at the office don't really matter as much anymore. And so uh, HR people are looking for new benefits that help differentiate companies in the new remote work dynamic. 
And so these two realizations coming together is really what we're seeing right now as interest in Bitcoin payroll uh, is growing. That make, makes total sense. I mean, that war for talent, everyone's trying to find the new way of, of incentivizing and engaging their staff. I mean, you were ahead of your curves to do this in 2013. I launched a payroll white paper on blockchain and cryptocurrencies in 2018, but I didn't invest at that time. I wish I had, right? If people had followed you in 2013, they'd be pretty thankful of uh, the bit wage solution now, right? But if, if, you're, if you're a payroll manager listening to this, perhaps you've never con- even considered the feasibility of paying your staff in cryptocurrencies before. Tell us a bit more about just, just defining what cryptocurrency is for those individuals and why in particular you're so excited about the ability now, as you say, to, to, to give people that differentiator. So excited as to why now is the right time for potential companies to consider thinking about paying people in crypto or Bitcoin through the BitWage solution. Yeah, so th- there are a lot of different cryptocurrencies. There's, there's thousands of different ones. Yeah. So I'm going to start with Bitcoin and then, and then go broader. So Bitcoin is essentially digital cash or digital gold. It is designed to be uh, a deflationary asset as opposed to cash, which is inflationary. And the thing about Bitcoin is we know that there will only ever be 21 million coins. So this creates uh, an interesting economic dynamic, which enables people to see how much value will increase of the price of Bitcoin. So a lot of people are basically comparing Bitcoin to different things. If you compare it to gold, then you look at the market cap of gold and you say, oh, that's 10 trillion. You look at the market cap of Bitcoin, oh, it's 1 trillion. And so people are expecting it to grow to this. Why are people expecting it to grow to this? The most important thing about Bitcoin is the ability to hold and store your money digitally without a third party. They call it trustless. You don't need to trust anyone. Why does this matter? Today, in order to do any transaction online, you must have money with a bank account. And then the bank account can do whatever they want with that money. So they loan it out. The bank may end up doing things like bad loans, aka 2008 crisis. And if the government isn't there to bail you out, then if the bank goes under for doing bad loans, your money can be lost. So Bitcoin is the alternative to this system. Bitcoin allows you to hold your money on your own for the first time digitally. You can spend money digitally. So it is the the most scalable way for you to store your wealth without handing your money over to someone else. So that's what's incredibly valuable about it. And what we see interesting there is in the global context, right? BitWage has been around since 2014. And what we've seen is that when there have been major economic uh, and political issues in a country, the price of Bitcoin rises either locally or globally. Uh, some examples, in early 2016, we were seeing a China crisis uh, in the Chinese stock market. And this actually was what caused the price of Bitcoin to start rising in 2016, which ultimately led in the bubble at the end of 2017. We saw prices in India increase two times compared to the global rates when the demonetization happened of their currency. The two largest bills in circulation, which represented 80% of all the cash in that cash-based society, 
became obsolete and there was a huge cash crisis and the price of Bitcoin rose 2x compared to what it was other, in other places. Similar thing happened in Brazil. I think this was in 2018 when the, the president uh, of Brazil was caught in a corruption scandal. The price of Bitcoin grew 50% uh, compared to the, the global prices. And now fast forward to 2020, we have all the governments in the world printing cash. The U.S., printed 25% of cash in circulation during that time. And what we've been seeing is that cash has ultimately been being moved into assets. We haven't seen maybe as much inflation on the, the pricing of goods and food, but we have seen this hit real estate, the stock market, and Bitcoin. This is really one of the biggest drivers for why Bitcoin has grown. So we have this ability to control your money for the first time ever in a digital space in a highly scalable way. And we have a deflationary component to it, which makes it easy for you to understand how much the price of Bitcoin is going to reach if it were to do something like compete with gold or become a world reserve currency. Sure, that makes sense. So something that, I mean, I've seen it be quite volatile at times. We'll touch upon that a little bit later. You know, big people now starting to really support cryptocurrency as, a, as an investment decision, Elon Musk being the obvious one and, and the rise of Dogecoin recently. But yeah, for a lot of people, I'm sure listening to this, I'm definitely one of these people. It never always feels like you've missed the boat, right? The Bitcoin was there before and has been a bubble. It's a bubble. No, it's too late. You've missed it. You've missed it. For people thinking about utilizing this now, if I said to you, yeah, but you know, there'll be a lot of people telling them that don't go and put it in, in BitWage or into Bitcoin. You've missed that growth now. It's only, it's going, it's going to start retracing. What would you say to that? Because I would argue, looking at the trend and the graphs that are available to everybody, that everyone that's told me that for the last 10 years has ultimately been wrong. And if I, if I hadn't listened to any of them and done what I wanted to do 10 years ago, I'd be much better off now, right? But is this going to continue? Is, is this bubble eventually going to burst? And do people need to be concerned about that? So, so if you look at, at the history of Bitcoin, um, we have cycles uh, within Bitcoin. So typically what happens in the cycle is something starts the cycle that is foundational increase in value. And then as it grows, people see the price growing and then that has an effect where more people hop in and then the news picks it up and then they push this and then the price goes high. And then there's a crash, but the crash in each cycle is always higher than the previous all-time high in the previous cycle is what we've seen. And why is this happening? Uh, there, there tends to be two different effects um, occurring in each cycle. One is a halving of the, of the production of Bitcoin. So every 10 minutes, new Bitcoin is created through a process of mining. Uh, and every four years, approximately, the amount of Bitcoin created every 10 minutes is reduced by 50%. So every four years, there is a supply crunch. And as a result, the price goes higher. This last supply crunch that happened was in 2020. Before 2020, it was in 2016. So what we typically see is a year after the uh, supply crunch is when the price tends to hit an all-time uh, all high for that cycle. Also, what we see is uh, global or local economic affairs. Right now, we have the inflation of currency by uh, the printing of the US dollar. In 2016, we had the Chinese stock markets. Before that, we actually had the EU crisis. 
So there was there was a reaction to like the bail-ins that were happening in Cyprus and the issues in Greece that caused you know sort of a mini version of this in 2013, 2000, uh, yeah, 2013-14. So so we're seeing this happen over and over and over again. The expectation though is that Bitcoin is going to get to a point where it's actually not so volatile. You know, in finance, there's this concept that when an asset finally matures. It's going to go from a volatile asset to sort of an asset with a slow, constant growth rate. And the expectation here is that at some point, Bitcoin is going to mature. Today, it's still early, uh, but at some point, it's going to mature. And instead of being this crazy volatile asset, it'll be um, it'll be uh, an asset that has got a slow, somewhat stable, constant growth rate. And that's what we expect when when, when Bitcoin goes from where it is today uh, to when it's really competing with, you know, gold or maybe some other uh, standard for storing wealth. Have you ever asked yourself, how can I recruit payroll staff effectively? Please don't give up on your recruitment project just yet. Here at JGA Payroll Recruitment, we appreciate the difficulties associated with attracting, recruiting, and retaining top payroll talent. We also understand just how costly a poor payroll hire can be. JGA Recruitment are a niche payroll recruitment agency who will partner with you to resource payroll candidates who will improve both the accuracy and efficiency of your payroll department. Contact us today on 01727 800 377 or visit jgarecruitment.com to find out more. One thing I want to ask, because we've seen a lot of the payroll providers, the big payroll providers talk about investing in R&D in relation to, to blockchain and DLT technology. Is that something in relation to, to what the solution you're offering that the payroll managers and leaders listening to this podcast need to understand in relation to, to, to the Bitwage uh, proposition, or is it not relevant in, in, when you're talking about cryptocurrencies? Sure. Yeah. So, so, so actually, DLT technology is a very misunderstood technology. A lot of people don't truly understand what is the, the value of it. Right. And, and you see a lot of similar stuff happening in cryptocurrency as well, where um, there's a lot of hype around whether or not, you know, you need a blockchain for a particular technology, but you don't always need it in every circumstance. As it comes to as it comes to Bitwage, the main use case here is whether someone can receive a portion of their wage in, in yeah. cryptocurrency. A lot of people believe uh, that when they receive a portion of their wage in cryptocurrency, they're essentially increasing their long-term salary and their savings without actually having to increase the dollar amount spent on their on their payroll. This is how a lot of people think about this and have been thinking about it for years and why people are starting to do this today is they think, you know, I haven't gotten a salary in a long time. This is the closest thing I can do to, to feeling like I've gotten a, a salary raise. When it comes to DLTs, I think it's still very early as to, you know, what are the use cases there, right? Yeah. People talk about immutability and uh, interoperability of systems. But the question to me is often, do you, do you really need to have a distributed system to do this? Or can you just rely on a third party to, to share the information? Because there is a cost. There actually is a cost to coming to consensus so that everyone is on the same page. A great example of that cost is if you look at the Ethereum blockchain, the fees are actually pretty high. I don't know if you, you keep track of that, but sometimes fees can be $40 to send a transaction on, yeah. on Ethereum. 
And, the, and there's often questions of, okay, what is something where it's worth it to spend $40 on a particular transaction? So if you were to put Uber on Ethereum, right? A lot of people say, oh yeah, let's put Uber on Ethereum. It'll make it more efficient because you're getting rid of the third party. But if you had to pay $40 yeah. before your $5 ride, it's actually not that efficient, sure. right? And what we know today as the most efficient use of a blockchain is the ability for you to store your own money and control your own money, which is why Bitcoin is so much more valuable than everything else. It's yeah, because we know it's worth the cost. Uh, if you are in Argentina, right, and your government is threatening to devalue all of your money um, and you know do bail-ins on your on the funds in your bank accounts, it's pretty valuable for you to have your money in in, in Bitcoin, where you're basically hedged against that, and no one can can take the money from your account. Versus paying $40 for an Uber ride before you actually pay for the ride doesn't quite make sense. So I take that uh, analogy and I apply it to DLT. Um, DLT is more efficient. And I'm not going to go into why it's more efficient. Sure. But, it, but it is more efficient. But you got to be careful on what you're being sold. Um, because some things are much more valuable on a blockchain and some things are just vaporware. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's part of the fear of this, isn't it? It's that unknown. Well, everyone's quite up to speed yet, and there's a bit of research. But let's bring it back to a payroll perspective then. Something I had to think about prior to this, if, if you know, presumably an issue that employers and employees may face, and correct me if I'm wrong, is, is there's a world volatility potentially in the price of cryptocurrencies as compared to fiat currencies. It's yeah. not unknown for the price of Bitcoin, um, Ethereum, which you mentioned, or, or any of the other better-known coins to increase by significant amounts or by the other way around, go down by significant amounts in a single day. I mentioned Dogecoin earlier, increased by 5,000%. You know, if you were in that coin a little while ago, the month, only a month ago, right? You, you, you're laughing, although it's, it's retraced a little bit. But does such volatility make it really difficult then for companies to budget payments effectively? You know, if you've got a number of contractors running, the gig economy you mentioned before, they're paying multiple workers, potentially across multiple cryptocurrencies or, or across geographical regions. How realistic is it to, to actually manage your payroll in that way? Well, how would you overcome that, that, that potential problem? Yeah, so uh, I think that there's a little bit of a misconception here, right? The, the way that people are handling today is they actually price everything still in like dollars and euros, right? Nothing is priced in in Bitcoin. Everything's priced in in dollars. Sure. So let's say I'm going to get paid a $5,000 paycheck uh, this month. The way that the flow is going to work is you're going to put dollars into the system. You're going to take the taxes out. Then you have the post-tax, and the post-tax then goes to a payroll system like BitWages. BitWage then takes whatever percentage you know, the worker wants in, in Bitcoin, converts that into Bitcoin, and then deposits that to the user. So then the user is, be, is getting the rate at approximately the same time that the rate is made. So you don't actually have this, this volatility risk occurring here. There is this other trend that people are, are starting to talk about, which is a little bit more complicated, where people want to like buy the Bitcoin with like their 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 year bonus up front and then have that vest over time. Yeah. And one of the risks associated with this particular transaction is 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 a minimum wage law. So even though it you you can legally pay someone in in Bitcoin, you you cannot pay them under minimum wage. And when you do something like this, there's a chance that if the price of Bitcoin goes too low, you're now paying under minimum wage. Sure. So to do something like that, it is possible 
to set up a custom system like that. Um, and I would highly recommend requiring at least the minimum wage to be paid in dollars or pounds, but it's a lot more complicated. The easiest thing to do is just to allow someone to get paid a portion of their wage every paycheck at the price that it is when they get their paycheck. Sure. Um, that mitigates that the risk against you know, your standard wages as well, right? So it seems like a more logical approach to it. Yeah. So the, the, the value of, of that is actually when the price is going down, it's better for you because if you're a long-term believer in Bitcoin, you know, you believe that the price of Bitcoin is going to be going up to, you know, 400K, 600K, a million dollars. And so when the price is going down, you're sort of buying the dip. That's like the terminology. You're buying the dip. So it's actually good for you. And obviously if the price is going up, it's also good for you. So it's a good way to accumulate for the long term. It's a great thing. And as you say, it's very, if you're looking for the longer term, you know, maybe an alternative to a pension arrangement, for example, then it's a really, really good way to think about it. From a payroll perspective, then, what are the kind of tax implications that people may need to consider? They're going to be paid part in Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies. Um, and do they need to also factor in the potential tax liabilities for converting Bitcoin back to a fiat or state-backed currency? Or is that outside of your, your system? I'm not too sure. Yeah, so so there are some tax implications. Obviously, when you're paid, it's all dollar or pound denominated, yeah. right? So you're still paying taxes on that initial income. And that happens before anything gets converted into cryptocurrency. Right. Then after the taxes are taken out, that's when when a percentage, whatever percentage the worker wants, gets converted into cryptocurrency and sent to the user. Then at that point, that user has no tax liability until they sell the cryptocurrency, at which point they will have a capital gains tax uh, event. Uh, And what they'll need is they'll need to go back to a system that can provide cost basis reporting like Bitwage. Bitwage provides that that reporting for them to be able to do their taxes properly at the point in time when they when they sell that cryptocurrency. Great. Well, capital, capital gains tax is the best tax in the sense that you're only paying it if you're into, in a good position, right? So uh, that, that's a good thing. So yes. something I want to highlight on this podcast is I had a look, obviously, at what you guys do. You've got a brilliant sort of investment strategy that you offer. People can, so it's an online average calculator where people can kind of play around and see see how this could really work for them as an investment strategy. Can you tell us a little bit more about, about your, your, I think it's it's bitcoindollarcostaverage.com. I'll put a link in the show notes, but tell us a bit more about yes. that. Yeah, so bitcoindollarcostaverage.com is a dollar cost average calculator for investing into Bitcoin. So dollar cost averaging is, is, a, is an investment concept where instead of doing a bulk purchase all at once, you do small purchases over time. And the reason why you would do that is if you believe in the long-term trend, but you don't want to worry about short-term volatility. And I think that this is a big issue that a lot of people come into when they're thinking about entering the crypto space is like, you know, I believe that Bitcoin is going to go up 10x, but for some reason, you know, if it's going to move, you know, 5% against me on this particular transaction, I'm just not going to buy. Yeah. Right? And I'm yeah. sure you personally have gone. Yeah, have no, 100%. This. I'm laughing um, at it here because I, I believe both cases. Right? I definitely believe the uh, certainly, you know, the, the half million mark, I think, is potentially in the, in the long term future. But that 5% swing always worries me to get involved in the first place. I'm, I'm a prime, prime example of that for sure. Yeah. So, so dollar cost averaging kind of removes that stress by instead of doing a big bulk, you do small amounts, $500,000 every paycheck or less, you know, if, you, if, if that's a lot for you. And then you slowly accumulate over time. And so when the, if, if there is, you know, volatility in the price, it doesn't affect you as much. And in fact, it, it, it's good for you when, when the price is going down yeah. as opposed to being bad. So when you go to Bitcoin dollar cost average calculator, 
which is bitcoin.dollarcostaverage.com, you can see a whole host of different options for whether you're getting paid weekly, bi-weekly, twice a month, once a month. You can choose when you want to start. Um, you can also compare it against a one-time payment. We also have a functionality that you can turn on where you can see approximately what your uh, federal uh, taxes would be on capital gains if you were to sell it all today. And what is really fun to do, you can actually look back to the 2017 bubble and you can go to the, the most expensive time uh, at that bubble. So Bitcoin was $20,000 uh, at that time. And if you were to buy one Bitcoin at that time, it'd be $20,000. But if you were to get, uh, I think it's $500 every paycheck twice a month from then until now, you would have more than two Bitcoins and you would have spent the same amount of money. Uh, so you'd have double the amount of money. So that, that, what that basically shows is the value of dollar cost averaging and how it helps you know, for you to get into uh, Bitcoin without worrying so much about the short-term volatility swings. Sure. And I'll, I'll, put yeah. a, I'll put a link on the show notes. People can access that, have a play around with it. If I'm a payroll leader, then I've got my system set up already. I'm already running an efficient payroll. I've invested in, in rapid digital transformation. I'm happy with the latest software. How does Bitwage work? Do you um, integrate with existing systems? Do we need to take on your entire platform? Tell us a little bit about how that would how that would work if there was a leader here listening to this going, actually, let, let's have a look at this as a solution. Yeah, so so let me let me separate two different products. We have the, the payroll product and we also have a, a 401k product, which is a US sure. benefits product. The the payroll product will sync with whatever payroll system that you have already. So you do not need to migrate your payroll system. It is just a, 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 a sync into it. What happens is you create a company account, you invite your workers because the workers need to choose, you know, what, where they want their cryptocurrency to go and what cryptocurrency they want. We offer six different kinds of cryptocurrencies. And uh, when the company comes on and sets everything up, they basically engage in like an enrollment period. Uh, unlike traditional payroll where enrollment periods happen at particular times, this enrollment can happen at any time. So you, you don't need to do it at a particular time. Uh, when you do enroll, the, the common thing is to do maybe once a year, twice a year, once a quarter, and you choose sort of what you want as your percentage to go to Bitwage. And then you go to your payer provider and say, I want to create a deduction on post-tax net paychecks for that percentage. So let's say you wanted 20%, you go and you say 20% net deduction for this person. So then on uh, before each pay period, you get a report for all the net deductions that will go to Bitwage. Either you can convert it into a format and upload it to our system, or uh, we have a concierge service where we take that and then whatever is given from the, from the payroll service, we convert it into what we need on our system and put it in. So no additional administrative work there. And then you'll have a single transaction that you need to pay and then you can pay us in all sorts of different ways with a credit card, with a wire transfer, with a, a debiting, you can debit your account. And that's uh, that's pretty much it. You're set up and you're done. So it's not um, an all or nothing. Either employees can opt in or opt out, you know, once the payroll oh, yeah. set this up. And I know you're live in the UK as well. So for those listening to this thinking, oh, this is just the US solution, your bit wage example you've just given there is very much available for UK clients as well, isn't it? Yes. And uh, I, I, I forgot to mention that that once the 20% goes through, let's say the person doesn't want 20% once a year, sometimes they want to switch it. So they want just 10%. 
they can actually on Bitwage additionally change that percentage. So uh, the, the goal of this being if someone wants to change their outputs or their percentages throughout the year at any time, they can do it through our system while only having to bother your administration once a year, a quarter, a semester, whatever you decide as a company. Right. Now for the 401k, which is only a US product, whereas the other product does work in the UK, uh, the 401k product, we work with a partner called Leading Retirement Solutions as the 401k administrator. And so we would need uh, you as a company to actually migrate your 401k administrator to this organization. Luckily, this is uh, an, organi uh, an organization with uh, over a thousand companies and they have over 20,000 different assets that they offer inside of a 401k. So they're incredibly flex flexible. And what we are doing with them is we're powering the Bitcoin side of it. So they'll have everything that's already in your 401k today, plus Bitcoin, which is the side that we're powering. Great, great. So sounds really exciting. For me, anything that offers more freedom of choice for employees is a positive thing. Then the employee makes a decision, right? If they want to go this way, they can. If they don't, that's completely up to them as well. I think freedom of choice is a great thing to, to, to be able to incorporate into your solution to help with that war on talent, to help with that engagement piece. Tell me a little bit more about how you think then payroll tech and Bitcoin and that relationship with, with the industry as well is really going to start transforming over the, over the future years. I mean, as you said, 2013, it was a really new concept. I wrote about it in 2018, still then a very new concept. But it's really caught the public imagination at the moment. So how, you know, what do you see the future looking like for payroll? And what do you see the future looking like for, for crypto being a, a, a payroll choice? Yeah, so, so I think that, that today it's still very much looked at as an investment, right? Yeah. So, you know, in the US, it's a very common idea to, to invest through your payroll. Actually, one of the first, my, my first, you know, encounter with investment was my 401k, right? So this concept, at least in the US, is very in, in the psyche. And I think that, that this is, you know, something that's going to move globally, not just because of people thinking about investing through their through their paychecks. But I think that ultimately what happens is that Bitcoin becomes uh, a new form of savings account. I was referring to this before about the slow, constant growth rate effect once this matures. And so when we get to this point, you know, because this is a deflationary currency, because it is um, relatively stable, the slow, constant growth rate, and because it is also one of the most liquid, it is actually the most liquid deflationary asset in the world. You can spend it on Visa and debit cards. You can buy houses. You can you know, pretty much buy anything you want. You can sell as much of it as you want and get market prices nearly anywhere. Because it's so liquid and deflationary, it becomes a, a prime opportunity to become a savings account for people. Because why would people want local currencies that's losing value over time as their savings account? when they could have a currency that's just as liquid as their local currency, uh, but actually increases in value over time. And so what you're gonna see is the, what the world is like today is kind of like, at least in the US, we used to have a system where you would get paychecks as a check, right? Yeah. Uh, and you'd get this check, right? And maybe you cash it somewhere, and then you take this cash and then you store it in a separate place for safekeeping. And that's what we have right now in the world of, of, of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. You get your paycheck, you bring it to an exchange, you convert it, and then you withdraw it to your account. And when this becomes the savings account, 
a direct deposit into your savings account will will um, not only be popular, it'll be expected. It'll be the norm. So that's where I see this going. But today, where we are is really as a differentiator in the world of remote work. How to basically help people who are interested in getting into crypto, maybe even see this as a way to actually increase their salary without without being paid an extra dollar and attracting those people or keeping those people. And especially uh, among developers, I mean, software developers are among the, 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 the highest uh, number of opt-ins for this service. Sure. So it's a really good option for those in the UK who are you know, falling foul of the IR35 changes. They've had to come in and they want to you know, supplement their income a bit more for, for money they may have lost as a result of IR35 here. Then they could, they could sign up and, uh, and, and, and take a different approach to their, their long-term investment strategies, which is great. You, you, you mentioned right at the start of this podcast, you had a number of new registered um, people coming onto the platform as it's really sort of taken the public consciousness where are you at the moment then? How many registered people have you got currently receiving payable payments via the Bitwage solution? Yeah, so so we have 2,000 registered companies and 50,000 registered users uh, right. on our platform today. And we, we, we yeah, we've done we've done about 100 million dollars in transactions, uh, and we're paying around the world. We have signups in over 100 different countries actually today. Uh, we receive money from companies in the U.S., the Eurozone, and the U.K. But we're, we're paying out globally because cryptocurrency is, is a global thing. And another thing that's worth mentioning is we have, a, we have stable coins. And I don't know if you know what this is, but it's basically a way to put a local currency like the dollar on the blockchain and enable you to basically pay anyone globally with that cryptocurrency with the press of a button. And now they have access to like dollars on their phones. And the reality is there's a lot of people around the world who want to get paid, they don't want their local currency because their local currency is being manipulated yeah. and is, is going to hell. They're not quite ready for Bitcoin because they're just not ready for the volatility. Instead, they want something like the dollar or the pound, and this enables them to have access to that on their phone and then convert it as they need for local currency. So that's another another big thing that's that uh, so, our system is for. I've heard loads of positives. Are there any cons at all? Is it really practical for all businesses? Um, what are the potential things we need to consider? And I guess also from your perspective, where, where's your margin made? Where, where does it, how does this work for, for, for Bitwage? The smartest HR people in the room are usually thinking about uh, liability issues here. Sure. So the volatility is one that people think about. Another is wallets that people think about. So to, to address these two points, when it comes to volatility, the workers are, are technically receiving the money when it hits our system uh, as, as it pertains to the contract, but then also the funds are converted and sent out you know, within, within an hour of when the transaction is purchased. Sure. So the, this volatility window is actually very, very small. Not, there isn't typically a whole lot of price movement during that time. The other piece is the wallet. So users come to our platform and they provide their own wallets. To us, we can provide webinars, we provide blog content, and recommended wallets as well for those users to figure out their their own wallet situation, so that you are not pushing a wallet to them, right? Sure. By by giving them the choice and, and and having us educate them, you're you are separating the liability of of choosing a wallet for the user. 
where we make our money. I mean, there's there's a there, there's a full suite of fees on the platform depending on you know how you fund us, which currencies are are paid out, as well as whether you use premium or not. Uh, typically, a company uh, doesn't have to pay for the payroll product unless they're paying for a premium service, which for them is $7.99 per employee per month. And with that, you basically remove 1% uh, local currency fees for your users. Uh, and, and it comes with that concierge service that I was telling you about sure. earlier. Besides that, yeah, there's not, there's not really many fees for you as a company to have to consider. For the worker, there's that local currency fee. And besides that, there is, um, it's just the exchange rate that they get on crypto. Although there is also some flat fees depending on the crypto. That well, that's all available on the, on the website, right? So we can take a look at that. I mean, yeah, if you just go to www.bitwage.com slash pricing, you'll, you'll get the entire fee system there. And we're seeing this come to the fore. We're seeing some of the world's biggest entrepreneurs, you know, investing now in crypto, you know, putting their very publicly putting their investments in in, in this space. So it, it is definitely moving. Last question for this, which has been a really informative podcast. Thank you so much, Jonathan, for walking us through this with, with, with childish steps, right? But it's, it's a new concept for pair professionals. I'm hoping this has given them everything they need. How is Bitwage different then from some of the competitors that are out there in the crypto payroll space? Uh, what are you doing that's a little bit different to others that people may be able to find if they were to, if they were to look online? Sure. Yeah. So... Some of the differences are uh, we're one of the most flexible systems out there with the most ways to fund us and the most uh, cryptocurrencies on offer to pay out. We have a 401k option that doesn't exist. We have wallet flexibility uh, where we pay out directly to users' wallets as opposed to requiring a user to sign up to our wallet and thus uh, having to trust that custody solution. And uh, we also have uh, flexibility on who is paying fees um, and whether, you know, the work, you're just enabling the workers to have the option or if you want to actually, you know, pay for some of those fees as like a benefit, kind of like how in a 401k, you might sponsor up to 4% uh, of a match. We're the only system that basically gives the company the option to do something like that. Fabulous. Well, I think it's been a, a fantastic walk through, a fantastic tour into the world of, uh, of, of Bitcoin, the world of Bitwage, of course, and cryptocurrencies as a payroll solution. I'm all for, as I say, that, that freedom of choice for, for engaging your employees. So I think it's a wonderful opportunity for, for brands to get involved. Tell us a little bit about where they can find. If they want to find more information, Jonathan, they want to, they want to explore this, this solution in more detail. Where, where can people go to find you? Yeah, so you can go to www.bitwage.com. Uh, we have an active uh, support Slack channel, slack.bitwage.com. Our Twitter is also very active, at Bitwage. Um, you can direct message that, and it goes directly to our, our support and marketing teams. So reaching out there or through support at bitwage.com uh, are great ways, to, great ways to connect. We also uh, host a Bitcoin for Business Clubhouse room uh, once a week. So you can, you can join us there on Thursdays. Great. And on your website, you've got a, both a company and an individual page, haven't you? So if you are one of these gig economy, you know, contractors and you're looking for yourself or if you're looking for a company, there's a, there's a couple of different places you can go on your website as well, which is really helpful and informative. 
Yep, great. Yeah, exactly. So if you if you if you're looking for a B two B product, you can just uh, sign up at the at the company page and invite workers. If you're looking for the B two C product, because we we do have a product that goes directly to the employees and directly to the freelancers um, to sign up uh, and use us, uh, you would go to our, our individuals product. Fantastic. Jonathan Chester, it's been amazing to have you on today's Power Podcast. I can't tell the listeners enough how much of an expert we've got in this field. As I say, you, you write for the entrepreneurship section in Forbes magazine. You've advised government and, and senates, and, and it, it's a real pleasure to have you on board. Of course, if you are listening to this podcast and you need support on the recruitment side of things, then please also give myself a call. You can check out our website, jjrecruitment.com, or reach out to me directly at nick at jjrecruitment.com. But that for now, it just leaves to say a huge thank you to you, Jonathan, for joining me today. And I look forward to bringing the next episode of the Pell Podcast to you all again real soon. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Jonathan. Yep, thanks. Thank you so much for tuning into the Payroll Podcast with Nick Day of JGA Recruitment. If you need help with a current payroll vacancy, then please get in touch with Nick and his team. All contact details can be found in the episode notes. In the meantime, to make sure you never miss a future episode, please subscribe to the show through any of your favorite podcast channels. Till next time.